0: Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Jonah and the Pod. Today we have a, a very special guest, someone that I respect extremely highly, someone that uh, I feel bad for saying this, but I didn't actually expect to, to come on. <laughs> when I first messaged her, I was like, you know, I'm just going to just try. And when she said, yeah, of course, I was like, oh, <laughs> didn't I expect that? Um, so everyone, please welcome the lovely cookie.
1: Hello. <laughs> um.
0: So, Cookie goes to the same church as myself. Um, maybe I'll let you do the introducing of yourself. You can talk about whatever you like. That's
1: the trickiest <laughs> part, I feel. Um, I'm Cookie. I can say so much. I don't know, but yet so little. Um, I Yeah, I... <laughs>
0: maybe start with age or... Age. If, if you if you want to share that.
1: I'm in my 20s. Okay, so- <laughs>
0: How do I don't um, want to shift the age yes. just
1: like- No, um, yeah, I yeah, praise God. I I've I work, I um I've started going to a new church, I love my old church. Um I yeah, grown up in a Christian home, I've got a beautiful family. Um, yeah. I I don't know where to go <laughs> with this. I can go, yeah. How I
0: ask you like questions. Yeah. Um do you have any like hobbies or
1: Oh, um, not necessarily that would stand out that are different to everyone else's. In particular, this is really hard. I generally do uh, the asking of the questions, <laughs> so yeah, forgive me. I'm going to be a bit slow with this, but um, no, not not necessarily that stand out or that are out of the blue. Uh, um,
0: that was another question at church. What? How are some ways that you? feel like you are gifted in serving him? <laughs>
1: um, I I love people. Um, and so there are different ministries that I've been involved in. So I've been involved with music. I've been involved with um, youth. Um, but, yeah, even like in the move to Graceway, ministry was never something that i thought twice about because i was like i know where there are people there will be something for me to do um so yeah anything to do with people yep i'm genuinely there so is
0: that like um it's not like an official ministry or you, as in like is it just hanging out with someone or
1: um i it's interesting okay i i love the idea of being able to do life with people. I think one of the things within churches in in general that's so important is once people get saved is that idea of not formal discipleship, even though that's really important, but feeling like you can go to church and and do life with people. Um, And so, yeah, for me just – not even in a ministry mindset but being able to sit with people and 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 talk and see how they're going and and support each other in that sense i put so much value on it with no like hat of this is a ministry in an yeah. official sense yeah. um yeah
0: well that's that's probably true leadership then <laughs> if i'm being honest if you just like i think if you're doing something out of the sake of fulfilling a role or like mm. it seems more disingenuous yeah, seems more disingenuous. I'm not saying it yeah, is, yeah, I get what you mean. like when you're just doing it for the love of God, of love people, it mm-hmm. seems more genuine. So I love that. Um, you have you ha- something I noticed about you. If, if you don't know Cookie, she has like a really zealous heart full for God's word. And whenever you have a conversation with her, firstly, it's, it's a great time. <laughs> um, but like if you're talking about God's word or you're talking about, uh, like really anything that can go back to the bible mm. she will always like you're the first person to be like like flipping through the pages and and making sure what we're saying is right and stuff like that so what <clears throat> what is what gives you that um i guess that heart to do that or what gives you that like zeal to do that do
1: you think? um i went through a period in my life where it felt like every ground that was beneath my feet was just ripped from underneath me. And I've always walked with God, um, but during that period in particular, I've had to find more comfort than I've ever found before, and that pushed me to God's word. Um, And no one likes going through hard times, but I think going through it has – has made me go okay I need to sit down and I need to make sure I'm getting fed not like getting church fed like genuinely having a decent like stake in God's word per se um and and yeah and so during that time I like sat and and studied different passages that I generally wouldn't go to like um, you know, Leviticus and Deuteronomy and all of those random great books. Um, But within that, um, I started to see God's heart in the Old Testament. And I think that made a huge difference because God's the same, but I feel like seeing Him and His character through the Old Testament just almost made me experience the New Testament in a very, very different way. And it's not like I wasn't reading my Old Testament, but I don't know, it was just different. And the whole idea that God's Word is alive and living very much comes through in that because there are passages and stories that I have read and was taught in Sunday school, Mm. but it just comes out differently. Um, So, yeah, the more I read, the more I'm like, I just want to read more. Um, And, I mean, circumstances don't necessarily flip and change, but it just – it gave me that assurance in the midst of the storm. And when you get a taste of that, I mean, it's just too hard not to keep yeah, going.
0: It's true. Do you think it was a specific things that you read that helped you or was it just the the fact that you were reading that helped you?
1: Um, I think it's the connecting, like being able to read Okay, Leviticus, for example, and being able to look through the law or even when it came to the tabernacle and how they were sanctifying each of the items and whatnot, seeing that and seeing the significance of sacrifice and then marrying that with the idea of Jesus and what he did for us, that sat in a very, very different spot. And so I think it wasn't necessarily that I was coming to new revelation, I think It was almost like I I experienced things in a different depth per Mm se. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, not every single time it was like that because I think there are some times where you're like, yep, went to a restaurant, had a great meal, I can tell you, you know, full review. And other times it was like, yeah, I just picked up some macas on the way, but I really needed food. And so there were some times where, you know, I, I remember, you know, things clicking very differently. And other times I don't, but I remember on those days going, I need I need it, whether I remember it or not, I know I need it today, kind of thing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> are there any verses that have really stood out to you? In, maybe in times where you are struggling a little bit or just in general?
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Do you have a favorite verse at all? Or?
1: Uh, that question's always tricky because <laughs> I think it's seasonal for me. Yeah, like, um God's God being close to the brokenhearted and heals those that are crushed in spirit is always like a recurring one. But I think it just really depends on on the season that I'm in. Mean. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, I want to just dive in a little bit about, um, I mean, if it's okay with you, we mm. can edit it out, we can edit it Whatever we say, we can edit it out, which is Too easy. the <laughs> power of editing. I love it. Um, uh, how, the, how God's Word <clears throat> and, I guess, what it talks about with, m- like, mental health mm. and stuff like that. <clears throat> How it ties in? What does it talk? What does it say about it? How can we approach it in a biblical way? Um, if you're willing to, yeah. to
1: share your opinion, that is a big one. <laughs> um, look, I will preface. I'm, I'm yeah, literally don't know as much as there is to know about um, the whole mental health psychology field as other people. Do. And I definitely don't know a lot about God's word as much as other people do in that sense. Um, but I genuinely think that the way God created our mind is so phenomenal, like just absolutely incredible. And I genuinely don't think we have reached <laughs> that complete understanding of what that's like. It's mind-blowing. Um, but I think. There's so much weight in the Bible and there's so much truth in it that we can't, I want to make sure I'm saying this right, like we can't kind of undermine it in a sense when it comes to how it marries or how it makes sense with, with psychology or mental health. Um, and there are so many verses that, when you would sit and look at it and you're like, oh, yep, okay, this is great. Like, don't be anxious about anything, you know, prayer and petition, submit your requests with thanks, you know, with thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And we all know some of these verses, but when you come to look at different approaches with therapy and with intervention and things like that, there's a lot of benefit that you can very much link and marry back to verses. Um, And things are as simple as knowing what to do with our emotions. I mean, our emotions in general are fleeting. They change. They are so dependent on our environment and circumstances and what we're going through. And so, to make decisions based on just our emotions and how we feel can be quite detrimental. Yeah. And biblically, there's there are references to that. You know, when we um, grieve for too long. And that doesn't honor God. Um, you know, it, it took God to literally pick Samuel up and be like, okay, enough grieving. You've got to get up and we've got to, you know, you need to go and annoy, um David and things like that. Um, and so if we're not careful, I feel, with our emotions, sometimes we can, um, yeah, act in a certain way that might not be so God honoring. I think I've completely missed your question, though. <laughs> <It's right. laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be one of the ways our emotions do um, influence. Yeah,
0: in yeah, that that's, way,
1: uh, I
0: love that, and I think I love something you said. Is like you're talking about like our. It, sometimes we grieve for too long, mm-hmm. but you didn't say sometimes we grieve because I, like the Bible is very clear that. Mourning is is mm. actually something that is from God. Um, blessed are those who mourn. Absolutely. Um, I forgot what the rest. Of the, blessed are those who mourn, for they. I don't know. can It's one of the beatitudes. It's
1: the, it's the Matthew five one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know what the second part is, but it says blessed are those. Yes. Who mourn. What do they receive? I don't know. But um. And and then if you read, I think Ecclesiastes, it talks mm. about like, um talks about how mourning someone's death is greater than it's so weird like it's 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 mind-blowing it, I think Ecclesiastes 3 I don't know but it talks about how mourning someone's death is is like in a way better than I'm gonna I'm gonna get it upside so yes. not butcher it because I don't want to um I will find I think Ecclesiastes Just give me one second mm, take time. Could be complete, right, it might, not be, well, it might not even be Ecclesiastes. Where's Ecclesiastes? Am I losing my mind? I read it recently. Oh,
1: Testament, so,
0: yeah. Ecclesiastes, I think it's
1: before Song of Solomon.
0: Yeah, um, it's definitely not three. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, this is not good. I actually have no idea where it is. Oh, uh, 7. I don't know where I got 3 mm. from, but 7, verse 2 and 3, I guess. Um, it is better to go to the house of mourning than go to the house of feasting, for this is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by sadness, or oh, face, the heart is made glad. Obviously, there's a lot of context mm, to absolutely, that. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but... Um, it's not saying just be be sad all the time, also, Yes. But I think, like, I I'm not too well uh, versed in, in in mental health in general, let alone biblically or whatnot. But I think the Bible has all the different sort of emotions and the, mm. the the feelings we go through. Maybe you can look at Job. You can look at yep. whoever it is, whoever it is, Paul. Yeah, um, all the the apostles, or anyone, what they went through. David, um, and they all go through certain like emotions. You read a psalm, and one psalm mm. can be full of joy. One psalm can be full of sorrow. Yeah. One is anger. One is like questioning God. It's it's so cool. Um. So what like this this might be a question I might need to cut out. But what um, what is Advice, I guess, or like what would you recommend for someone that, whatever emotion it is, Mm. to go and do biblically? Like, I don't know if that question makes sense at all.
1: I get what you're saying, but maybe before I answer that, I think you said something that deserves a little bit more weight. (laughs) There are a lot of emotions in the Bible, Um, even Jesus, you know, shows and and we can see a lot of emotions. But I think when it comes to the Bible, it's how we make sense or how we're encouraged to make sense of those emotions. And there are some that, that are displayed in a way that we can model as it is. And there are some that are displayed in a way that we can very much learn from. And I praise God for the way that like it's just the Bible is written. Like the fact that we see people's brokenness is so incredibly humbling and encouraging because so often we need to see that that all those kind of giants in the faith are actually humans and they dependent on God and God came through. And even in their shortcomings, God was faithful and, and that all, yeah, it was very much seen. I think it can be a huge encouragement to us. Um, so things like, you know, revenge was very much seen in the Bible or lack of discipline and what that would lead to. Um, and and I think, yeah, being able to notice all of these emotions, acknowledge that they're very much real and normal, um, and then find encouragement in how to handle it um, is, yeah, is a huge thing that we're very, very blessed to have access to. Um, the advice part. <laughs> I think it's. Can you say your question again, just so that I can, yeah, make sure I don't butcher it.
0: Um, <clears throat> you can butcher the question yeah. as long as the <laughs> answer's pretty good. Um, question doesn't matter. But I'll try and maybe reword it. Um, if if someone, hmm, it's hard to not use specifics.
1: Maybe use it, and then we'll we'll okay. use the editing card if we need to. <laughs>
0: If someone is, if someone is just really like struggling, mm. um, maybe they they do feel a bit uh, anxious or they feel yeah. just constantly upset. Whatever it is that they're going through, um, how can how would you approach that maybe biblically, of like, <laughs> guess it trying to help them mm. or giving them uh, a platform to actually grow and and. Healthier in some in a way.
1: Mm. I think it would depend. This is a yeah very very circumstantial example. Like it would just depend on um, what is happening. What would have led to this? Um, there are so many things that could happen in our lives that would trigger a an anxious response mm. and um, or a worried response or whatnot. So. I think yeah I'm going to be really careful to not generalize. Yeah. yeah, put everyone in the same basket per se. Um so I think yeah knowing whether it's this is just circumstantial and I'm I'm worrying about excuse me like a particular event coming up or whatnot or job interview whatever the case is or is this something that I know I struggle with? On a daily basis or on a deeper basis, do I know what the roots of it are and things like that? Um, I think we are very blessed to have medicine when we have physical um struggles let's say if my leg's broken praise god for medicine being able to put my leg in a cast and and, and have that recovery come through doesn't mean that i don't believe in god and i don't think that's necessarily the case um and so when it comes to the mental health realm a lot of conversations are well if you had faith you wouldn't struggle with depression or if you you know trusted god you wouldn't have issues with anxiety because you know the bible says don't be anxious um and I think we've got to tread quite carefully in in saying that because a lot of benefit can't come out of psychological intervention, whether it's you know with with therapy or whatnot. So I think we've got to be careful. Um, but the beauty of being able to walk with God is that he brings a lot of depth to secular therapy and psychology, Um, it's probably one of the most things that I enjoy, not most, one of, yeah, the biggest things that I enjoy about that line of work because there's so much genuine hurt that can happen in life, let alone when it comes from Christian because I almost feel like the disappointment's bigger. But being able to see God's hand in that, um, not just in that, being able to see how we can make it through in light of God is huge, especially when it comes to things with anxiety. You know, one of God's, you know, incredible characteristics is that he's sovereign. And to someone who's anxious, it's almost like saying, breathe when you're hyperventilating. Like, yes, we know, but so often when we sit with the depth of that and what that could mean, um, it's quite grounding. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: I think uh, I think it's, <clears throat> it's very enlight- enlightening of, like, what you're saying, because for for someone like me that uh, has dealt with their own like I I I'll, I'll say I haven't dealt with anything actually serious I think mm-hmm. um, but all of us have our yeah our whatever our issues sounds a bit weird but <laughs> <laughs> our problems I don't know sure <laughs> um, but for me that's all I know. But from hearing from someone that is, has probably seen a lot more than, not probably, has seen more than yep. I have, not just in like self experience, but it's sometimes I think I can be a bit ignorant to to like someone is going through something. I can be like, mm. oh, bro, just just do this. It, it yeah. works for me. When realistically that works for me, it doesn't mean it
1: worked for someone else. Mm. Um, and I think to add to that. Sometimes we don't see the extent of it till we stop and look at God's actual original design mm. for us, and it sucks because I think the more you look at God's original design, the more I personally find that I just hate sin because when and I know that hate is a really strong word, but when we it's actually a stop word. <laughs> i mean it's it's insane you stop and look at God's original design. And it's incredible, probably far better than what we can fathom. Um, But because of sin, we're not able to enjoy it to that extent. It sucks and it's frustrating. But it doesn't mean we can't still give him glory Mm -hmm. for the way we were originally designed. And even coming to terms with, you know, understanding why it is that, you know, certain Things hit people differently would be a part of it, you know why is it that some um are more anxious than others other than like you know th- some are predisposition, there are environmental factors, all of these things um understanding God's design for us can really help put things in perspective um yeah, mm. well
0: this all the questions I'm gonna ask I'm just, I'm just <laughs> gonna say from now. If you wanted to cut it out or whatever, I'm just gonna ask the question. Yep. I'm not gonna say this every <laughs> time. Um, what would what do you say about what would you say to people that would say anxiety or depression is is sin and then like obviously we know it came from sin because without sin, I mean everything wrong in the world came from sin. Really. Mm. But when people say that. <laughs> like all, all the mental health struggles they are from sin or it's because you're sinning and whatever it is whatever extent they say it how would you respond to that?
1: <laughs> it's a tricky one <laughs> um, and I don't think all of them are a result of sin and I'm, what comes to mind and let me know if I'm taking it out of context um, the man that was born blind, you know, when when everyone was turning around, disciples were saying, God, is it his fault? Is it his parents' fault? And the idea was no, it's for God to be glorified. Um, I think it's it's difficult. It's it, yeah, struggling with um making sense of our emotions and mood and and the influence that they have on our behavior in general can be really, really difficult. Um and to turn around and say it's a result of sin. Sometimes, when it's not the case, that's that could be quite detrimental. Um, well, why then? Let's pull out God's sovereignty card because it's very much the case here. And and as I said, aside from you know predispositioning factors and environmental factors, it, it's it's yeah, it's a whole mixed bag. Um, so I don't I don't think that's the wisest. Thing to say, Um, I can see the. It's hard because I wanna. I wanna give a lot of grace to that question. I can see where the the angle would be coming from. You know, if we loved God enough and we trust Him enough and whatnot, we would have no issues surrendering. Potentially. But, I don't think that's the case for everyone. Um, does that mean that, you know, if your parents struggled with it, you'll struggle with it because your predisposition to it, not necessarily. I mean, it, it, for some people, yes, but that's where the weight on environmental factors come in. Um, I think it breaks my heart even more when it's said within the church context. Um, because, our words are extremely powerful. Our tongue is very, very powerful, and so when we're not cautious with our words, so often we can bring about a lot of damage. Um, and it's tricky because sometimes you don't say enough, you say too much, you don't say a lot. Like it's just it's a mix. But being really careful with it is important. Um,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just because I know, I know people discredit, or like I think discredit is the word. Anxiety or depression or, mm. or whatever. A lot of people would say, like, oh, "You don't need to go psychologist if you have God." It's like, it's very, it's very toxic mindset. And I'll say it as is, I know you're yeah. you're much <laughs> you're much sweeter than I, but um, it's very like incorrect because just like you you mentioned the medication before. If if your leg's broken or mm. if I have a headache, I can take a panadol Yeah. These uh, are ways to make us feel better or make us actually better. And I think uh, therapy or, or psychology or counsel or whatever it is, is a step to getting better. And I think God has provided us with the opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I just, Um I just wanted to sort of clarify for anyone that is listening that mm. it's not <laughs> like... It's not because of your sin that you're in that situation. Um, It it just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just that that question always annoys me. I I don't know if you've watched Ashley's podcast, but she says um, when (laughs) we mentioned Ashley's podcast so much in this podcast, um, (laughs) she talks about her brother being sick Mm. and how people are like, oh, it's because you need to repent. You Mm. need to do all this stuff. And that that to me I was just like that is so like yeah. mind boggling. That is just so like let's say let's say in a world that it is true. Let's say it is true no, in some world. Even just saying that to someone is so inconsiderate. Like yeah. if you think about it. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm much no, 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 i much more harsh than hear you. <laughs> I just have to be a bit more harsh. Um it's very inconsiderate because like that's you're just gonna beat them down after the like they're going through something that is in in, in his place was a, a physical illness. Let's say someone's going through a mental illness of of depression or anxiety. Those are the two main ones that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. Um and you're just saying, Oh, you need to repent and then you'll be healed. Okay. What if they repent? They're not healed anymore. I mean they're not healed. Mm. Then you're just taking that you're taking that, you're you're showing them ah, oh, like God actually doesn't care anymore because I've repented but he doesn't he's not healing me just how it is.
1: I think the danger in that is limiting God's intervention mm. or oh, no sorry limiting God's character to his intervention and that could be so dangerous. Yeah, um because there were so many situations where God provided healing and and that was great but there were other situations where God didn't provide physical healing and his name was glorified in other ways like um the the um laid man that was sitting on the um the gate of the um beautiful, beautiful yeah and so i like looking at things like that going god why didn't you intervene why didn't you bring healing um but uh-huh. his timing is very much different to ours and the way he works is very much different um so that's okay. That's you want me to be a bit more blunt. I can be a bit more blunt. I, I don't think no that it is related to to sin. Um at least not in all circumstances. Sometimes it's it is genuinely valid. Um and within those situations it needs to be taken seriously. I think if we're if if we're Christians and we're struggling with that, um where we've got Access to whether it's yeah other forms of intervention like psychology and whatnot um, and and therapy and and things like that but we also what we have is an advantage that the world doesn't and it's access to God and His Word um, and the comfort that can come from seeing His character I can still go through a storm and the storm does not quiet down. But I can know that if I come to God with my shortcomings and go, God, you know I'm struggling with this, you know I overthink, help me to be able to surrender this in your hands now because the way I'm seeing this, it doesn't work. Mm. And that could be so much more of a testament to his hand in my life Um, because the ones that know me, hypothetically speaking, will know how anxious I am. But when they see that I'm not reacting in the way that I generally do in that situation, that gives God the glory. Um, So, yeah, I think that blanket statement is not correct (laughs) in the nicest way possible. That's (laughs) absolutely.
0: Um, I think – oh, my God, I'm going to stop saying I think because I don't know anything. But (laughs) um, (sighs) mental health is a a tricky one, (laughs) eh?
1: I mean, it's, is it is it weird to say I love it? But yes, love out context, I, <laughs> yes,
0: out of context. Yes, out of context. I understand what you're saying. I, you love how God created our minds to yes. to just like like everyone's mind is different. Mm. I think, and then, and I just I thinking again. <laughs> um, it's so it's so difficult. The more I, the more I even understand myself, or the more I understand brains or whatever it is, it's crazy because it's like. The, the reason I'm doing something today Or right now Is It can Line up with Something that happened 20 years ago mm. and it's just That's so weird to me But it's just like God's I don't know If you look at anything That God's done And you look at it in detail Yeah It's just Baffling If you look at mm. space If you look at The human body The earth Whatever it is It's just Absolutely. like Absolutely I don't know how, I don't understand how people Believe there's no creator That's crazy to me <laughs>
1: Like, uh, it yeah, I think it's it's hard, it's hard to go through life without God. Um, <laughs> people do it. What Would you say can it,
0: you do
1: it, it? it's hard? It's hard to go through life without yeah. God, and and some people do do it. I don't personally think I can go through my life without God. Oh, um, absolutely not. <laughs> and yeah, I think. I think when we see threat when we attempt to see things through his eyes or lens or perspective, it changes it again the circumstances can be the exact same, but when I see it through God's eyes, it's very very different um because i'm i'm not i'm like this life is not lasting i'm I'm not going to be living on this earth forever, and that perspective makes a huge difference um yeah.
0: Mm, i love that um <clears throat> maybe we can turn to a different light yes <laughs> if you'd like that um just to just to clarify i definitely don't know enough or, or much about um mental health and stuff i think i've clarified that a bit um and as cookie said there are people that know mm. more than her and stuff and we, we're all at different stages we all uh have different paths and and like our brains are all wire differently. Um, I think to to end this segment off. I think if you are watching, if you are struggling, just understand that it is possible to get better, to get mm. um, whatever it is that you're you're seeking, whether it's happiness or I don't know. Um, it is it is possible. Um, and and use what God has uh, has. A, has provided us, or that it is um, the ability of psychologists and therapists and stuff like that. Can I ask you one more question? Actually, yeah. this is <laughs> maybe it's an insensitive question. Sure. Um, but do you think the use of do you think people have abused the the awareness that that mental health issues have gotten? Do you think people abuse that now? a point where it's, like, it's going to sound very uh, ignorant, I think, but do you think people use that now of the self-awareness? We've all seen it, like, the uprise of, like, mental health, if you, like, take care of it, like, all that kind of stuff. Do you think people use it even if they're not struggling or even if they don't have anxiety or depression? Now they just, like, sort of self-diagnose and it's just, like...
1: Are you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that because of the focus yeah. and the attention that um, mental health has had recently, so often it's easier to dive into the realm of self diagnosing Okay. Um, potentially. I mean, it's, it's like Dr. Google. Like, I mean, yeah, and that could be the case. Um, I think it is the case for a lot of people, but again, when we stop to think why, I think so often it's a desire to be in control, a desire to have clarity, to be able to make sense of things and settle them in our mind. And so if I, you know, am struggling with something and I notice a particular pattern, well, it's easier for me to jump on Google and go, what does that mean? Um, and so yes that is that has been the case recently. I think the danger in is in self-diagnosing and sitting with it and and believing that it is the case without ensuring that it is actually the case because if we then use that terminology um first of all we're not getting the best support that we can get because if I'm just self-diagnosing and I'm sitting with it, I'm like, okay, well, what was the point of that? Is it just so that I know or is it that I want to work on this? Um, And so, yeah, the reason why we're doing it but also being mindful that when we say certain things, we're not throwing it around just for the sake of it um, because for some people it is serious and um, and it's not a joke. So things like I'm so OCD. (laughs) don't like that Um, because some people do actually struggle with that Um, or um, I've got anxiety that can genuinely be the case for people Um, and so yeah I guess just being mindful of again our words being intentional with our words is so important and if you're bringing to the realm of that people that are Christian and that do know God we're held to a higher standard to be much more accountable. Um and make sure that our words are seasoned with with salt, that they align with God's word, that there's a lot of care in them. Um yeah, it's it's important.
0: Do you think um focusing the the focus that has been on, on mental health recently has increased in people struggling with mental health? Or do you think it's actually been a benefit?
1: Ooh, I
0: don't because well, it's it can go two ways, right? Yeah, it can, it can go. Um, people have been struggling, but now this this focus is like, oh, it's actually okay to mm-hmm. struggle. It's like, all right, now the people that are struggling are, are stepping up. That's one. That's the hopefully that's the what's happening. <laughs> yeah, but then there's the other thing of like, oh, the the focus is mental health. So now, like, now it feels like it's okay to. It's it's okay to struggle. Yep. Which it is, but I mean, like, I'm gonna abuse that now. Of like, not not actually mm. intentionally abusing it, but it's like, oh, everyone else is struggling now. I'm gonna sort of join the struggle. It's it's.
1: Can I attempt to paraphrase it? Yeah, yes, you let me know if I'm right.
0: I've, I've been <laughs> so bad today. I apologize. But.
1: Um. Oh look, I'm not. I'm probably not making <laughs> a lot of sense either. You're fine. Um. I th- I think what I'm hearing is. Is it that, you know, all of a sudden now there's awareness and so we're seeing a rise, whether it's in diagnoses or conversations or whatnot, then let's say our parents or grandparents' generation, or is it um, or is it that there actually is a problem? Um, it, uh, short answer, I'm not 100% sure, um, I think you could, you could look at this in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, I think our parents and, and their generation and their grandparents um, have had limited access and resources, but with that limited access, they generally speaking have done their best to kind of um, manage and manoeuvre environmental st- stresses and things like that. Um, yeah, and so I think turning around, even even if a lot of hurt has come from, let's say, the older generation, turning around and pointing the finger of going "you stuffed me up" um, is is maybe not the most helpful thing to do because if for some people that is genuinely the case that a lot of hurt has come from from parents and from family members. And I think being mindful of why, why why am I pointing the finger? Is it just so that I can understand what's happening, that I can feel like I'm validated and I'm heard and whatnot? But I think the important part in all of that is to, is to see it from a different lens, even if that is true, even if hurt did come from it what now like what am i going to do about it now how do i sit with all of that and that's where the beauty of seeing god as a father comes into play because mm. even if we have been let down by parental figures we're able to see god and and have him come through in a way that is healing in in essence this is very hard to do and i'm very very mindful that this is a huge generalization yeah. um and definitely, definitely not to undermine people's struggles because there are some serious struggles um, that people would have gone through. Um, but I don't I don't know if there will ever be a definitive answer or I'm not com- confident enough mm. to say there is a definitive answer because the more we learn, the more we're aware. Um, but I don't want to discredit how hard our parents have had to deal with some things without knowledge. Um, Mm. Is there a rise in diagnoses now? Yes, there is. Um, But even with that, I always say there's got to be so much caution. And when diagnoses are made, you can't diagnose something unless it's better explained by something else. And so we might look around us and go, there is a rise in ADHD diagnosis. Cool. But you can't really look at that in isolation because if there's trauma, then a lot of the symptoms will be very similar or masked. Right. So, I think that's one of the areas where we just need to sit down and kind of go, okay, am I am I struggling? Do I want clarity? Um, is it just to point the finger or am I willing to work on this? And based on that, Kind of take those steps, mm. um and it might mean that if you if you go sit down with with a psychologist or with a counselor or whatnot, um, being quite clear about that, um, I think if we focus too much on on our yeah, on how do I say it if we focus too much on finger pointing, there's very little benefit that can come out of it. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a fantastic answer. Um, it just the reason why I ask is like it feels like i I see a lot of uh, I see a lot less men these days, mm. and uh, I, I accredit that to. Like, this is my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not. I don't have to be right. Like I, I don't know. Um, I have to. I credit that to. A few things first of all it's the the abuse and uprise of pornography and all that kind of stuff yep you can check your phone if you want that's all right <laughs> um so yeah there's all like that's one part but another part is the the this is gonna sound so bad the mm-hmm. oversaturation of like like mental health issues it's, it sounds so bad I'm really watching my tongue today because it's a very sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that that is something where, like, if you look if you look fifty years ago, mm-hmm. men are so different to what not not intrinsically intri- whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> that word is, but like what men are becoming, it's sort of like I think most people say a lot weaker these days. Mm-hmm. Um. And don't get me wrong, the the people fifty years ago, they had a lot of issues that they haven't dealt with, yep. and I I'll probably see it in in the older generation still to this day.
1: Yeah,
0: why do you get angry faster? Why do you feel this emotion faster? Why do you? And it's probably all because they haven't dealt with a lot of stuff yep. that they went through. So I'm not trying to diminish the the worth of
1: no, I hear you.
0: of all that stuff, but um, there's a part of me that feels like the the overwhelming talk about this discussion has also, it's so hard to say because it's like, <laughs> but it is extremely beneficial. Yes. But it's, it seems like it's, there's there's a chance that it also is detrimental. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do you think it would be detrimental?
0: Just because the, it's so difficult because maybe maybe it's maybe it's not detrimental maybe maybe what i maybe the focus is wrong maybe mm-hmm. i'm going to be completely honest with you yeah. maybe men need to focus more on how to stop it's gonna sound bad but mm-hmm. how to stop uh their addiction to pornography yep. rather than okay i'm i'm anxious or i'm depressed Rather than focusing on, <laughs> it's so hard to say, rather than saying, rather than focusing on that, yes. I think, I think for men, most men is that like, how do I stop the addiction or how do I stop using that as a, yep. as like a crutch to, to feel better or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I know that that is much deeper, that the deepness of that is probably leads to like, maybe what's, what's been going on in their life mm. and whatnot. I don't know. Um, but I think personally that like the addiction to pornography will probably lead more to anxiety, more to depression. And I think the focus is like, oh, we got to fix the, the depression, the anxiety. But realistically, it's the, the addiction to pornography that would actually be, that's the, probably the, the cause of that. But also that's the cause of them being less, manly or or less the biblically sense the mm. biblical word of, of being a man, it's very rare these days. <laughs> okay. I know I'm saying a lot <laughs> of bold statements, I apologize, but like I don't know.
1: Let me okay. Let me see if I am I'm, I'm hearing this the way you're saying it. Um when it comes when it comes to dealing with certain issues now, we want to make sure we're dealing with the root and not necessarily just the the surface, the symptoms that are on the surface. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that you bring up pornography because when we actually look at, you know, chemicals within the brain and whatnot, and I'm going to tread very carefully because I know I don't know as much as there is to know on this topic, um, but certain things that certain activities that dump dopamine are not helpful for us mm. and if we're looking at it in terms of generational um, and it's not just you know men before and men now, but things like alcohol and um, and drug use or um, pornography or you know uh, like, I don't know, jumping out of a plane or like um, fame and things like that. All of these things, they dump dopamine. They don't drip dopamine. And so what ends up happening is our brain afterwards is going, okay, like what do I do with all of that? And the crush in in um, the, 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 the downfall from the high is very much felt. Um, the danger in that is that it leaves us with a lot of, other emotions to then deal with, some of which can be anxiety. So, when when alcohol is involved, for example, um, after that kind of is out of our system, what is seen is that symptoms of anxiety increase because like this is so casually speaking, but our brain's almost like I've let you down. Like, are we okay? Are we safe? Did we, you know, our guard was down. Are we good? And so, that kind of sustains a cycle of drinking same thing with pornography you know if if that is the case for the dopamine dump in a way what ends up happening afterwards is that we're now dealing with a lot of guilt and guilt is very interesting when we come to look at it in general but even from a biblical sense if i sit with guilt and i don't do something about it then it's going to turn into shame. And the idea of guilt is, okay, here's something that I've done. Here's something that's not good. What am I going to do about it? How can I learn from this and move forward? And the blessing that we have in God is that he's quick to forgive, but it doesn't mean that there aren't consequences afterwards. And so let's say we we look at pornography and kind of go, okay, this is something that, I, that I'm doing, something that I'm struggling with, something that I want to take a serious stand on. And I want to seek forgiveness, but I'm still feeling guilty. Once I come to a point where I've confessed my sin to God and I know in Him that there is forgiveness, the intentionality behind changing that is so crucial because when, you know, whether it's practical accountability or whatever the case is, but the importance of that is so important because when we don't, and we sit with the guilt, even though we have been forgiven. We end up opening the door to so many other issues. Um, and an example that comes to mind is—it's um, not really pornography, but it's with with David and Bathsheba. And so, lust. In. L- yeah, well, lust in general, exactly. And so, when when we come to it, you know, he he. At, at a point where he was supposed to step up, as you would say, as a man and give consequences to his elder son when he slept with his half daughter. I think to Samuel is is where that story is. Um and the idea was his son sinned in a very similar way to he to, to the way he mm-hmm. did it. Um but the dangers of not actually, thank you. <laughs> the dangers of not actually um living a life knowing that you have been forgiven and stepping up and and holding your son accountable when he needed to to be held accountable it caused a ripple effect of a lot of damage um and and I think when we come to look at that idea of being men as you were saying it's important that we're we're very careful with where is the root, what is sustaining it, what do we need to put in place to address it, but knowing that we are blessed in Christ to have forgiveness ready, let's actually use it. Um, yeah. I think that's how I would put it.
0: And she's she's spitting facts today. Um, the, like, for me, this has been a, a, such a – it's been a difficult podcast to host because I'm like <laughs> – like I said, I'm not well-versed in this at all. Yeah. So everything I'm saying, I'm just, like, shaking. Usually I'm a bit more confident in what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's, like, I can't be confident in this because, like, I don't want to be.
1: I don't think I'm very confident in this either. <laughs> I just want to make that confident really
0: clear. <laughs> but the things that you're saying are, like, very good. And I, I'm i just concerned and, and my worry is, like, if someone is watching and they're mm. going through something, I don't want to be, like.
1: Absolutely.
0: Be like, oh, I don't want to. Um, what's the word?
1: trigger
0: anyone trigger them i don't want to invalidate absolutely them at all um if you if you are dealing with something mm. um that's mm. fine it it's possible to get through it like i said before and that's that's the only reason like i have a podcast not to just have a like a waffle conversation but yep. to actually have an impact in some I, know I don't get many views but like if it helps in any way then god that's like that's absolutely the, that's the main reason that that we're here I'm sure maybe it can be entertaining sometimes hopefully it can be entertaining sometimes <laughs> yes. um but the main reason is to to help those that are mm. <laughs> us struggling or, or maybe just help them with their their christian walk whatever it is like every yeah. every podcast is hopefully being different and then that's why it's cool to have different guests on all the time where like, I wouldn't have this conversation with someone else. Sure. Like, me and Fadi can't have this conversation because, like
1: <laughs> – I would want to be a fan <laughs> on them all than watch that.
0: Because, <laughs> we, yeah, we would be um, maybe a bit too insensitive or something. I don't know. Like, just because yeah. we don't know um, as much as you. And I know that you said that you don't know as yeah. much as others. But you know them more than than most. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to say on that.
1: Um. I think we've like yeah made it clear that the intention is not to be insensitive at all. Mm. Um I I want to, like huge disclaimer do apologize if I've genuinely said anything that I don't think, uh, um <laughs> if there's anyone that's that has been yes. me. <laughs> No 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 no. But like that yeah that could come across as insensitive it's not my intention at all. Um but yeah it is it is serious people do struggle with it there is help um and God's definitely around, and He's ready to 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 come in and do some serious work. I think we just need to be intentional with it, and mm-hmm. once we are, He's yeah, He's yeah, He's an absolute blessing. I don't know how we can do life without Him, but yeah, that's. Yes, that's absolutely. I uh, think um,
0: you can see, you can literally like condemn someone to hell, condemn someone to hell, and it wouldn't be insensitive.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you mean me no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like oh my goodness did i say that <laughs> no,
0: no no i'm just saying like you probably could and everyone would be like oh <laughs>
1: um
0: it's a blessing no? thank you <laughs> um we, we can move actually i have another question go for it it's it's i guess it's not really on mental health but sort of is mm. but with you mentioned guilt and shame mm. and how would you how would you how would you tell someone or how would you inform someone to how to deal with shame? My questions, my, my wording of <laughs> questions has been terrible today. Only moly. But how would you like, yeah, how would, what would you advise someone that maybe is struggling with shame? What would you say to them? How to get out of that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe we should define shame
1: first. Ooh. <laughs> um, That's a, that's a, I don't know if I can articulate it well enough. Um,
0: yeah. Do you want me to try and, yeah. and say what I think shame yes, is? Please. And then maybe we can build off that. Sure. <laughs> um, shame is something that, like, I struggle with a lot. I, I Like, last year, two years ago, I probably struggled a lot more. By God's grace, I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning. Mm. Um, but shame is – it's usually after a sin yep. or after you've done something wrong. Um, and there's, like, this – like you said, there's like a you feel guilt for what you've done, and I think that's actually healthy. Yeah. Being like broken for your sin. Yeah. Um but then that can turn into shame. And shame is a is a weird one because shame is something that will actually push you away from God in the sense of like you feel really bad for what you've done. Yeah. But then it's just like a it still doesn't make sense in my head because you feel really bad for what you've done. And you're just living in that, like, you're living in that guilt or you're living in that shame, and it's a snowball effect. So you feel really bad about what, what you've done. But if you're living in shame and you're not repentant or you're not – even if if I did something against Cookie, for instance, it doesn't have to be God, but mm-hmm. I do something against Cookie, rather than actually talking to her, I'm just, like, thinking – again, and there's, like, a overwhelming weight on my shoulders because yeah. of – I could just apologize to, to Cookie and I'm sure she'll feel much better. And if she's not, we can have a conversation and we can sort of work things out. Yeah. But having shame is like I'm not actually going to approach Cookie because the shame is getting it's getting heavier and heavier and it's just harder to actually go to Cookie. The funny thing is about shame, in my opinion, is that it it's like a snowball effect. So if I do sin... I'm living in shame, and it's probably going to cause me to sin even more and more and more. I don't understand how that actually works, like, mm. like, it's like psychologically, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but from what I understand, that is a a thing where it's like you are deeply upset and you deeply hate probably yourself for what you've done, but then you keep doing the thing that you hate yourself for. Mm. I think. That's what shame is. I, don't know.
1: <laughs> I think I think you did a pretty good job in terms of summarising it. Um, all I mean, we're created in God's image, and so all the emotions that we we feel and we experience um, are are a gift from God in essence, and so it's just a matter of um, how far. Or how deep we experience them, and in their right context. And so, I think when it comes to yes, after after we do something that we, you know, let's say sin for example, guilt. Or after we do something wrong, uh, maybe it's not even full extent sin. Um, but when we do something we know we probably shouldn't have done, guilt is a very healthy emotion because it tells me that um, I I have a radar and my radar is working and through that, I'm either correcting what I'm doing or, sorry, I'm learning from it. Is this good? Is this bad? And whatnot. I think when it comes to how that turns into shame, I'm a very visual person. So when you were talking, the idea that came to mind um, was being stuck in mud. Um, And I can choose, you know, I can choose to either say, yep, I acknowledge I'm in mud. I would like help out of this or it could be a matter of I'm focusing so much on the fact that I'm stuck in mud that I'm not seeing that I have the potential or the ability to utilize some of the resources that I have and actually seek or s- help and seek help I don't mean in the sense of go get therapy I mean like literally pick up the phone call a friend and say hey I just need to talk or um you know someone who is is um intentional or is a planner and saying okay this is what i need to do to make sure i don't fall into that again um so that's kind of the image that comes to mind mm. with with shame um, and again there are so many biblical roots to it because we don't we don't we're not called to live in that spirit um and so guilt good yes let's know let's be intentional about how to correct things but we're not called to seek in shame, and and this could be like, correct me if I'm wrong. B- being okay with living in shame, and and not trying to be intentional about submitting all of this to God, is is almost like we're saying it's you know the blood of Christ was not sufficient mm-hmm. um, to to really you know intervene in a situation like that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. All right. <clears throat> there's a there's a sermon that talks about uh, I don't know if you've heard of Body Barkham. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um he, it's just the sermon's called Brokenness and he talks about this. Um and it's so Is that where
1: I got the idea from, maybe? I don't know. No? I don't know.
0: Okay. He's, Afri- he's African American preacher.
1: No, he doesn't ring a bell. Yeah.
0: Um but it was very good. I I would recommend it highly. I actually for some reason I listened to it this week. Um, just like I've listened to it before. I'm mm. Like you know, I'm just going to listen to it again. So mm. good, it's still second time. So good. good. <laughs> um Yeah, it's it's interesting because actually you mentioned David before. Mm. Do you know how long it took him to repent? Wow. <laughs> no,
1: was, but I'd be able to pull it out, but I don't know how long it was. I think it was
0: like, around a year until he actually repented, yeah. which is crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, he, if you don't know, he – um go study. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much he, he was lusting over a woman that was bathing. Um, and then <laughs> – it's such a weird story. Second he, Samuel. Yeah, Check it so, out, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. He was lusting over a woman. <laughs> yes. He then slept with that woman. And then he killed her husband, not, like, directly, but also, like, Pretty direct, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, he, I assume, he suffered with that for a year because mm. he didn't repent until oh, Psalm 51 or Psalm 37, like either or it's 37. I don't know, Psalm 37 is like the hidden one that people don't really know about, but yes, yeah. Um, and then in Psalm 37, or Psalm 51, we can see that he repents and then, like, he gets. Obviously, much better <laughs> as, a, as a king and whatever. But yes, he suffered that for a year. Mm. I don't like that's the fact that he got out of that after years. Like, praise God for that. Absolutely. That um, yeah, so I think we can move on from that. Yes. Is there anything else that you would like to say on that? Um,
1: he suffered. He suffered for a year with it or whatnot. Um, but I. I think it, it's important to flag something is that even though our God is quick to forgive, it does not mean that there are no consequences, earthly consequences mm. to our sin. And so, yeah, that would be the only thing to to add to that and bear in mind because um, we are held accountable to our actions. Um, and even though God can intervene and in, in his sight we've got forgiveness, but he very much had to deal with having a kid to that marriage or uh, that, you know, affair mm. um, and having to grieve a seven-day-old kid um, and having to deal with, you know, that being something that one of his other kids had done. So, yeah, I think forgiveness, I think if the expectation is that God's going to forgive me and therefore I will have no consequences on earth, that's quite- a dangerous yeah. train of thought. Something,
0: yeah. something. I would just uh, as well like um, a lot of a lot of people. They want to forget their sins, mm. which uh, again, this is it's in the sermon that I, I just listened to. But forgetting sins is not what you want to do. Yeah, and you want to be forgiven, obviously, but you don't want to forget your sins. God does the forgetting. Let Him do the forgetting yes. of your sins, because <laughs> He says that your your sin is like. The East is from the West uh, yeah. hard, But but we shouldn't forget our sins. Because if we forget our sins, we're most likely going to go back to that sin and do it again. Yeah. We don't want to forget that what we actually, even prior to us being saved, what we came from. Yeah. Definitely don't want to forget that because then we lose all gratefulness and like God, this is what you saved me from. Yeah. Even after we are a believer, we don't want to, we don't want to forget our sin Mm -hmm. obviously we we need to forgive ourselves for that sin because God has forgiven us but we can't forget about it because like again God has saved us from that sin he has saved us from Um, all the iniquities and and the trespass that we actually continue to do just keep growing from them and I don't think you can grow from them if you don't forget them if you forget them Hmm. as well so yeah that's just a little Caveat,
1: caveat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, look, it's. It, I think, yeah, there's so much truth to that. Being Having having that as a reminder is is huge. I don't think we can ever fully fathom the extent of what God has done. Um, and I don't think it would benefit us to ever kind of have a grasp on, you know, what his sacrifice has done for us. But very much on a tangible level, it's important that um, – we have almost those um, I like to call them like mental screenshots of certain um ways we felt about certain sins in different seasons in our life. Because if we're not coming out and going, this is something that I've struggled with, this is how I felt doing it, this is how I felt coming out, this is how I felt when I sat, you know, in front of God's word and was genuinely rebuked by it. And I do not want to sit in that again. And and I think sometimes we struggle. I might be going backwards a little bit. I think sometimes we struggle to really kind of come out of the shame um, when we when we don't have a um, not when we don't have, but when we're not fully reminded of God's character. And I think the more we sit with that, the more we are humbled. Um, and sometimes it's not easy because you're the one in the midst of it. Mm. So having good godly counsel around you is so important. Oh, yeah, and for sure. be picky. I, I'm always picky with, with who I speak to, especially when you know you're in moments where you're very, very vulnerable. It's important that you know you have people around you that are going to encourage you, but also if, if you're sitting in too much shame, will kindly rebuke you if that is the case. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 extremely beneficial having a, a good wise counselor around mm. you. Um <clears throat> yeah. I have uh this is an interesting question, but mm. do you think regret is something that we should have or not have or should get rid of? In general? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would ask why and and in in what context.
0: What do you mean why?
1: So why, why would we regret certain things?
0: Oh, okay, um, just in life, <laughs> just mm-hmm. in life. Let's say, like previous mistakes that I've I've made or previous situations I've been in, I've sort of put myself in. Do I have regret of that? Should I have regret for that? Mm-hmm.
1: I think what I would be more concerned about is whether something has come out of it. So if I can look at a situation and go, okay, my decision's there, probably not the best, but I do it again, mm, definitely not. Is there much that I have learned from it? Yes. Um, do I regret it would be the part where we kind of go, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's personal. I think that's where it really comes down um, I think you can look at seasons in life and certain decisions that you've made and regret it, but I actually think that there's a lot that God reveals to us about himself and our need for him even when we make decisions that aren't in his will, if that makes any sense. And so if I'm going about a decision and I do something that is not right, you know, make a life choice that's it's not good for me. I um, and, and somehow God intervenes and pulls me back and whatnot. Being able to focus more on God's hand in in that intervention and not focus my whole attention on I regret that is what's important. I can regret it for a little bit, sure, but it can't be my sole focus that. I regret this, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, the reason why I ask is because, everyone, like, a lot of people say no regrets, no regrets, like all that stuff. My opinion, I think it's, it's. I'm gonna just say as is, I think it's immature to not have regrets, <laughs> and I think having regrets is very natural and healthy. Actually, I think living in regret is. Is the difference? We definitely shouldn't be living in regret because that's yeah. that's. where I think that's where shame comes in. That's where mm-hmm. just like the yeah, it's just a disaster. But I think we should have regrets. I think it's the same as as remembering our sin yeah. and like not forgetting. Um, yeah, I think that, that's absolutely.
1: That's no, I totally agree. <laughs> you have to get used to when you ask me questions, you're getting the long answer. no, I like it. no, <laughs> no
0: it's good. It's good. I prefer that. <laughs> I would prefer that. I think people want to hear you speak more than me speak, so it's good.
1: <laughs> no, look, it's, it's, a very, it's very weird that I'm doing a lot of the talking. But, yes, it's carry on. like
0: it. The thing is, somehow, we still haven't even spoken about you at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I really, yeah, I don't talk much about me. Yeah, you should. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> no, like, all the conversations that we've had, it's always been, like, about me. <laughs> Or just like about anything else, but we like, and I always ask you, like, oh, how are you going, Cookie? Or like, because you ask me, like, how are you going, Jonah? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, how are you going, Cookie? And then somehow it just never, <laughs> never leads to anything else. Oh,
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I don't lead a very, very eventful life. And there's always other like, things I, to talk about. I don't about. think any
0: of us lead an eventful life. Sure. <laughs> but next time we're having a conversation about you, not <laughs> on camera, but <laughs> just in general. Um, <clears throat> Anyway, we can. Uh, move, I've said we, we'll move on yes. from this conversation.
1: Um, at least apologize, times. <laughs> definitely. Classic Arabs, definitely. Sure.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to cover this, mm. but if you don't know, by this time, Cookie has been baptized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So this is this is coming out not Monday coming, but the next Monday.
1: Okay. I yes, it. I definitely would. So have she been. was
0: baptized last week on Sunday. I think. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Um I my mean, God willing she has been. <laughs> <laughs> um and we don't have to talk like we don't have to talk about the reason why you're getting baptized all that stuff. Mm. Because I think you, you said you'll cover that on Sunday.
1: Parts of it, I feel. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um What is interesting, I, I don't know if you want to cover this, but prior to the podcast this is part we might need to take out prior to the podcast you said this week has been tough yes we don't have to go into why sure actually we don't need to go into what but uh, I'm curious as to no uh, I'm curious as to hear why you think it's been tough
1: (laughs) (sighs) that's a very good question (laughs) you ask good questions (laughs) Jonah (laughs) Um, look, I mean, it's, yes, it is a part of it. And a lot of people say, you know, and lead up to, you know, baptisms or big decisions like this or anything that, you know, any glory that could come for God, you know, the devil's generally quite um, active on the attack in that sense. The reason, I don't know if I can completely pinpoint an individual reason, but I think one of the things that have added to this week because when I stop to look back, everything is going really well. Um, love what I do for work. Praise God, it's 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 going well, and I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, other aspects of my life, everything's going well. But I think when it comes to this point, I've been very blessed throughout my whole life to have so much grace in the eyes of people around me. Um, I don't, uh, unless people haven't personally told me, I don't think there are many decisions that big decisions in my life that I have made that people have turned out and went, no, we don't think you should be doing this. Um, And so, yeah, kind of sitting with the idea of baptism has been one where I wasn't necessarily doubting whether I would do it or not, because it took me it took me a while to discern that. And then when conviction came, I was like, okay, no, like this this makes sense to me. It doesn't mean everyone else needs to do it because I know my circumstances are different. But for me, this is where it's at. But I, I think the back and forth was sitting around the idea of, I want to control honoring God so much that I want to make sure there is no speck of um, hindrance that could come out of that decision. And I praise God for godly counsel because Mm -hmm. when I sat down with that and I was talking to someone and they were saying, Cookie, you need to remember that based on your testimony and the way you've lived your life, this is all in the lead up to Sunday. But there is a harvest that still needs work on the Monday. And so, yes, you, you've you given all of this a lot of discernment, not to do it or not, but to make sure it doesn't um, cause any stumbling in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't forget that there is Monday coming after that Sunday. Um and and that was very reassuring and then when i sat more in terms of sitting with god's word and reading passages it was so difficult because i'm like on one hand i know where the convictions is at it is at but on the other this is this is very different i've been through one other decision not decision situation in my life where it was similar mm. um but I mean, every time this happens it's it's quite difficult um And, I mean, we can sit and psychoanalyze me, but we're not doing that. (laughs) It's off off camera. (laughs) Maybe. Um, But where's Anthony? (laughs) But it's the idea that I think I I don't do things in halves. I'm I'm quite intentional. I'm definitely not impulsive. And I just need to always keep that in check because um, my desire sometimes to honour God can get to a point where... I try to take on a little bit too much control. um, And that's not my place. I have to just trust that if I'm doing what I believe honors him and in fear of him um, and based on conviction from him, then the rest needs to be left with that same faith in his hands. Mm. Um, So that would be my stab as to why my week has been um, a heavier one.
0: Um, It's it's interesting. I've never heard... I've never heard uh, trying to control how I honor God. That's very interesting sentence statement. I've never really thought about it, but it's, it's true. Like we, sometimes we do, but can you elaborate that on a, uh, on that a little bit more? How do we control as in like, how do we control how we honor God on because you're saying it in a negative way, aren't you?
1: Um. <sighs> Well, I mean, you could argue <laughs> that it is or it isn't. um and and this could be, yeah, this could be very wrong. I am not immune to overthinking. Um, the way the way I saw it was more, I think I think I put too much weight on my actions. I, I am responsible for my actions, and I am held accountable to them, all of that. But I think, the danger comes when, when I think that God can't intervene and be glorified despite of my actions. Mm. Um, that's where I've noticed that in this situation it kind of, yeah, could have been in a way just response that does not necessarily show that I fully trust God in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, you've, you've led youth group and, and, and youth kids and whatnot. And I think it's very easy within that context to go, it's me. And it's like, "Mm, no, they're all actually God's kids before they're entrusted in our care in that sense. And so that's where I've noticed that a desire to very much honor God in the way you lead them can sometimes mean accidentally putting more weight on on your contribution rather than God to to provide the growth in that yeah, sense right. um, so yeah that's how I would put it
0: yeah that's cool um the reason I asked you as to why not what but mm. why um, so baptism baptisms a, a funny thing yeah and uh, if you don't know I was I was saved at a baptism so um, my sister's baptism. Oh, It wasn't at the baptism, like, technically, but it was the night of the baptism. Yeah. Um. So I'm very, like, passionate about baptism. I've done some research mm-hmm. on it and stuff like that. Um. And I've been involved in, in a few baptisms, obviously, like, my own, but I yeah. mean, like, some of the youth kids. And, and when I say involved, I don't really actually have a part to play in the baptism, but yeah. I'm, like, really close with the person or I've, I've played a, a role in someone's life or whatever it is. It's
1: one of the biggest parts, by the <laughs> way, <laughs> but yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, Baptism is funny because I, it always seems to be the time where, where the devil wants to attack the most. Hmm. And it's I'll, – I'll say a story with trying to leave – out as much detail, but also giving you the story. Sure. Because <laughs> I don't want to put anyone on yes. blast. But um, there was a baptism at my my old church. And I mean, the whole youth group, the leaders, the youth, everyone was just, it was like the best time. Like spiritually, we were all doing so well. Yeah, We were all super close to each other. Like literally we were unbreakable. I felt no. like we were unbreakable. Um, and this was probably like for a few months, And then some of the youth kids uh, decided to get baptized. Mm -hmm. And I remember this, I remember it was obviously a Sunday um, and Saturday night. I was just like, I remember, I actually remember the whole thing. Like I was sitting in in my old room, I think I was lying down and I was just like, I think I was watching Shrek or something, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was, but like, I think we were just talking in a group chat Yeah, and I was just. From this time, I probably didn't cry for, like, years and years. Mm -hmm. But that night I fully cried. I was like, man, this is, like, I don't know, just overwhelming sort of grace and love, right? Yeah. The the night before the baptism. Baptism happens, probably one of the best, like, I don't know, one of the best just baptism, one of the best days, really. Wow. Um, And it felt like, like I said, it felt like we were unbreakable. And I was very young at the time. I was 18, I think, maybe, just, just became a youth leader. Mm-hmm. Um the youth kids obviously are very young. It was I remember that the dates. It was literally thirty-first was the thirty-first of October was the baptism. And literally from thirty first of October to probably the fifth of November. Mm-hmm. Everything just went terribly. Wow. And I can't it's not blaming anyone. Yeah. Just like just everything just went wrong. Wow. And um it just seemed like maybe we weren't we weren't prepared, we weren't ready for for attacks. Because yeah. we were very we were all very young. We were yeah. all extremely on a spiritual high. Yeah. And I think just from like I'm I'm saying now, maybe I'm giving too much detail, but from from that day, from the thirty first of October, I think twenty seventeen. Mm. I think it's twenty seventeen. I'm not sure. Um, to probably current day, there's been effects on that week prior to the baptism. Wow! And it's and whenever someone gets baptized now, actually one of one of the youth kids got baptized. Well, is going to get baptized. <laughs> but for them, has been baptized. Yeah. As in, like one of my current youth kids, and I. I say to him, I'm like, you have to be prepared. Yeah. And luckily, luckily now he has a youth leader that is probably more prepared for whatever comes up. Yeah. Um. But the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is just I want you to be prepared as well. I know you are prepared yeah. because. No, but <laughs> I,
1: I don't think much can prepare us for these things. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I just when I say be prepared, I just mean like be ready because it's probably yeah. going to happen. And it's. I don't know. It can be in any different way. Maybe it's already starting now where mm-hmm. it's whatever situation is happening, are happening. But the devil is smarter than all of us, unfortunately. <laughs> but we have a God that is far smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Um, so be prepared. But also once once the, the battle is not going to be over, but once you sort of conquer this time period, it's just going to be somewhat of just like a massive blessing. Just like there was a lot of uh, destruction in when I wasn't prepared, yeah. There's also been a lot of. I was gonna say construction, not construction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the opposite of destruction, growth. Yeah, <laughs> revival. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, for when we have been prepared, one of one of my youth kids got baptized last year. I think it was last year, and he's he's doing extremely well. He, he mm. I asked him the other day because the the youth kid I'm not gonna say names but the youth mm. kid that got baptized last year and the youth kid that's getting baptized today yeah uh, like like I'm, I I take them out on like hopefully every week maybe every two weeks yeah and we talk so I took him out this week and I was, I asked I asked the guy that's already been baptized like did you feel attacks when like the week of your baptism week after and he's like yeah it was it was just tough and I'm like and I said to the other I was like you have to get ready <laughs> it's, it's a common thing, and it's it's because baptism, the devil. I think the devil has more of an understanding of the weight of baptism than we do, because mm. I'm going to say something very bold. Yeah, but baptisms, they they aren't they aren't salvation. Yeah, like they don't they they don't get you saved. Yeah, but this is the bold thing. They needed they need to be treated like they are gets you saved (laughs) why (laughs) because that's the that's the uh that's the seriousness of baptism i'm not saying it does get you saved but i'm saying like the way we need to actually approach baptism in my opinion yeah but maybe i'm just way too close to baptism sure (laughs) um it 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 needs to like the seriousness of it is the seriousness of it is that like okay It's, a, it's hard to say we don't get saved from it i'm I'm very confident we don't get saved yes, from baptism yes. um but I think we need to we need to approach it like it is very close to that
1: do you feel like we don't
0: absolutely
1: okay <laughs> all right interesting um
0: I think this the, I personally think we're doing baptisms fairly wrong I'm not saying the the day that we do it is wrong because I, I love that day of baptism yeah I think we wait too long. We, uh, I'm not trying to attack anyone or anything, but I'm just saying what I think.
1: This uh, is actually really interesting. <laughs> Can you keep talking?
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't. I didn't expect to do this, but I personally think we take way too long to actually get baptized. Yep. And I think biblically, we see the constant like when someone gets saved, they get baptized. Mm. Um, I mean the the Ethiopian. But like he got baptized straight away. I, yeah. his, I don't know. His family got baptized. I don't know what that really means. Maybe I haven't studied on that enough. The like, prisoners, yeah, yeah. family, yeah. yeah. Um, But it seems like you get saved to get baptized. Yes. <laughs> That's the order. The Great Commission is uh, make disciples, yep. baptize them, yep. help them grow. Yep. That's the Great Commission. seems like we – maybe we don't skip the baptism, but we uh, – we sort of just hesitant to do it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I personally think it should be taken as seriously as as like we're saved. Yeah. Even though we're not. Um, th- actually, funnily enough, I have a friend that has been saved recently, mm-hmm. and he was literally he was over my house, and I was. It was the week he got saved. Oh, yeah. Praise God! That's a whole another story. Um. It's Actually, last week's podcast, which is nice. for us on Monday's podcast, Okay. where we, I talk about it a little bit. He's not on the podcast, but I talk you about talk him. about it a bit, yeah, yeah, fair. Um, and I, I literally said to him, He was over at my house, we had a few other friends, actually, Anton was there. Nice. Um, and I was like, we We're talking about baptism, and I was like, You want to get baptized, like right now? <laughs> and I was like, I have a bath, we can do it here. <laughs> and he's like, Uh, probably not. I was like, Baptism is just like that. it doesn't have to be I don't think it has to be in front of a lot of people. I yeah. think it's it is beneficial to have it in front of a lot of people, but I don't think it needs to be like on a specific like I have to wait for a specific day or whatever it is. Uh, these are all personal opinions that I'm not talking speaking on behalf of the church or anyone yes. all personal uh, opinions but yeah that's my uh standpoint on baptism. I can go into more detail, but I think that should mm. suffice. If you
1: have I any think, questions? Oh, no, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think I have any questions. I think um, it's, it's interesting. I've always had this view about baptism, communion, and predestination. That so often we're focusing on things that aren't necessarily salvational and we jump into them with a lot of weight and debate without focusing on actually, making sure that we're we're sharing the gospel with people in our lives that don't know it, so um so no, not like not necessarily questions. I mean, you can look at this in so many different ways, and it's evident across different denominations, you know, whether it's infant baptism or adult baptism or is you know communion the a symbol of the body of Christ or is it actually like you can go into so many different ways of breaking it down. Um, I think what's fundamental is making sure that we not only are honoring God with what we're doing, but if there is something that we are doing that's a bit different to the way we're brought up, there's reason and intention behind it. Um, And that we're not just taking one verse out of God's word and going, yep, this is exactly why I'm doing it. Like, I, I very much believe that the Bible commentates the Bible. Like if, if things no, are sure. very much that like that, then other passages will explain it um, or raise question to it, especially if there are things that are already the Bible is either silent about or not explicitly discussing. Um, so we can talk for hours about this <laughs> baptism thing, but um yeah
0: we have gone for an hour and a half. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I, I checked. I didn't. Last time I checked, we were on an hour, and it felt like it's been ten minutes. But it's been forty <laughs> minutes. Um
1: wow. Well, I'm very sorry to everyone. That is a yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, baptism. I probably need to design podcast to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, baptisms. Um, again, I remember listening to so many years ago. Uh on for instance actually you know what I usually maybe I've said this already on, on a podcast but mm-hmm. I usually send people that are getting baptized um, this long message mm-hmm. <laughs> about baptism um, let me find it let me find it let me find it okay yes all right um, It's fairly long. Yeah. Should, I'll just read it. Mm. It's literally my testimony, but I talk about <laughs> baptism as well. All right. As, hey, I, <laughs> I sent this to my youthlings back in the day mm. when they were in a similar boat to you. hope it helps. I just wanted to let you know how important baptism is, in my opinion. So you might not know this, but on June 1st, 2008, I think, my sister had a baptism, and funny enough, That's the day I gave my life to Christ. So, baptism has a huge impact on my life. So, saying this, when I became a Christian, I was so hyped about being baptized and wanted to get baptized as soon as I could. So, I think about seven months later, I got baptized. Maybe a bit longer, I can't remember. I don't want to say I regret getting baptized earlier because I don't, but there are a few things I wish I looked at before I did. Firstly, I think that I was all for appearance and stuff. So at church, I was a good Christian young boy that always volunteered for things and was just a a good boy. But school, I was the opposite. I wasn't completely terrible, but I didn't show that I loved God at all. It wasn't until year eight that I actually turned my life around and wanted to live my life for God. I'm telling you this so you can understand that if you feel like you're not living your life for God, then really think about it. If you... If you are, then go for it. No hesitation. Baptism is a way where you can show people that you're God's child and you are born again. And if people see that you got baptized and that you were a child of God, but you're evidently not living your life, it's not good at all. I don't know how your life is when you're not around me or whatever. I'm just telling you this because I love you and because baptism does have a a big impact on people. Mm -hmm. So if you are devoted to live your life for God, go for it. If not, think about it. And then I sent some videos Mm. that are very... So, uh, you know, Ask Pastor John? Yes. Yeah, like there's a why is baptism important? Nice. And there's a sermon by Francis Chan. It's called Why People Hate Church. Mm. And then at the end, it talks about like baptism. Mm -hmm. And something that stood out to me in this, I haven't watched it in a very long time, but what I remember, it talks about baptism. And he's like, if there's anyone that wants to get baptized today, come up and we'll baptize you and I was like that for me is that's that's how I, I would love this is my my personal yes. that's how <laughs> I love like every Sunday to be or every week to be of like if you are saved and you want to get baptized come up and do it mm. I know it's it's tough because we want everyone to be there we right. want like everything like that yeah but for me it's like it's as simple as that but it also holds a lot of a weight of what we're declaring as well. Yeah. We're declaring that our lives are no longer ours, but it's, uh, our life is is belongs to someone else, which yeah. is not an easy thing to do, right? But it is a powerful thing to do. Anyway, that's enough for my waffling.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> no, look, I think you're, you're onto something with, with that view because anything can be taken out of, not necessarily out of context, but – um can be complicated in different ways, and we can argue the same thing for like for marriage you know it's so long as you're genuine about the vow and you're making the vow, do it we don't need the extravagant you know dresses and suits and reception halls and whatnot um and and in essence, I see all of that I think the tricky part about baptisms when, when you kind of incorporate, you know, wanting to organize it and, and have family and people there. Um, I heard a speaker once say it, and, and I very much resonate with it. He was saying how there are three events that you would be able to proclaim the name of Christ, um, your baptism, your wedding day, and your funeral. And two of them you have a hand in i.e. your baptism and your wedding. But the last one, it would really be the life that you lived that would vouch for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that all is the view if you are off the view of adult baptism in that sense, whereas with infant baptism, that kind of idea is a little bit different. Um, And I guess the tricky part in navigating all of that is sometimes for different people, it's delayed because of circumstances. Sometimes it's delayed because of, oh, I haven't thought about it seriously. Sometimes it's delayed because, well, I'm bearing fruit. Do I still need to do it? Actions speak louder than words. Like There are so many different ways, mm. but I see your zeal behind it because when we look at it, that order very much happens in that way with that view of that yeah. baptism. Um Yeah.
0: I think the, the, we need to do like a whole podcast because I can uh, <laughs> I can still talk. I don't know if you've seen the contrast of when we were talking about mental health, where I'm just like, I, I can't <laughs> say much, but when like I'm pretty confident with something, yes. the difference. Yeah. Um, I think we can end there. Yeah. That's what we've been going for an hour 40. I'm trying to be more conscious. I have say this all the time, I'm trying yes. to be more conscious on time.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: I would love to have you on again if you're interested. Sure. Maybe if you want, like, someone else as well. I'm trying to get multiple guests on at the yep. same time now. Um, anytime. Any, <laughs> any, if you just want a conversation, anytime. Sure. Know. Um, yeah, thank you for hopping on. We will take a, ca- a me. photo. Sure. But probably after. I Sounds just good. I'm not doing it on camera anymore. I'm just doing it afterwards. Fair. Um, so, yeah, thank you.
1: Thanks Pumping for having on. me.
0: <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to just – say before we end or
1: no good bit? good chat right. well
0: thank you cookie for for coming on um again i'm sorry if if, I, if the first half of the podcast i was just like a bit scared <laughs> are you a
1: morning person
0: am i a morning person yes Probably not. Okay. Can
1: we just disclaimer? We're catching you quite early in the morning <laughs> yeah. then. You're doing well considering terrible, Jonah.
0: I had a terrible sleep as well. Had on. Okay. So,
1: no, you're doing very <laughs> well considering.
0: That's normal there for me. So, it's like. Okay. <laughs> that's a whole other issue. Um, yeah. I uh, appreciate you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. I'll see you guys mm. soon. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed. And yeah. Peace. See